This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. All right, welcome in a Tuesday. We get one day closer to Jets Eagles Friday night. <laughs> wow. That's where we are. It's either that or uh, who's in town today? The Tampa Camp- Bay Rays. Yeah, best team in the AL East. Yeah. And maybe the best team in the American League. Well, nobody's hotter, though, now than the New York Yankees. Correct. But look, just to put things in perspective, and I know that we're going to get right into the Jets and Eagles and some other stuff that happened. Carson Wentz news comes out. I have something in Philly Voice, if you have the time to read about Jalen Hurts, and we can bounce that off Barrett. But as great and as strong as the Yankees have been, winning 10 straight and just being on fire right now, they still are four games back from Tampa. Now, they've eclipsed Boston. They've put Toronto in the back room. But Tampa's won 7 of 10. Yeah, Tampa is just winning baseball games like they have been. So, yes, the Yankees are definitely red hot. The Yankees have a shot now to win the AL East, which a month and a half ago people thought was impossible. But, look, the, the Philly, everybody's, everybody's all chesty about this Phillies team because they handle <laughs> the San Diego team that's in the tailspin. Yeah. And uh, you're going to get a pretty good Ranger Suarez. Suarez. It's not going to be able to hold his own tonight. I like the over today. <laughs> smashed it at nine. I like, it's nine and a half now, I think. And I love the over. It's going to be a hot, humid night at the bank. And I think there's going to be a bunch of home runs hit. Uh, it's, uh, I tell you what, the hit a season. Uh, what, what do you say? Uh, I mean, like, I mean, like, he always said, Oh, Charlie? Charlie? Yeah, I, I mean, like, I mean, well, like, well you, well, you know, like, it's hitting. Well, you know, like, yeah. Well, you know, like, <laughs> well, you know, like, yeah. Well, you know, like, if he's saying that in the middle of something, well, you know, like, the best was when he dropped that, that F bomb at, now, I, I forget what radio station this was. Was this at IP or was this at the Fanatic? I, think I don't was, remember. Okay, so I think it might have been at IP. And I believe that there was a manager show, right? Because it would make oh. sense that they carry the Phillies. Yeah, they carry the games. Yeah. So Gargano was doing the show with Charlie at Ponzio's Diner. Oh yeah, and he Yucking was like, it up. "It's a, a flipping." He he was trying to say freaking, and he was uh-huh. like, uh, "A flipping uh, fucking." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what it is, what it is. That was another good one. Well, you know, like uh, what it is, what it is. Well, you know, like fucking hitting season, and everybody's like, "Whoa, Charlie!" Yeah. <laughs> Give him a good pitch to hit. <laughs> to hit. There you go. See, that's the inflection you need. Yeah. That's yeah. high at the end. To yep. hit. To hit. To hit. <laughs> to Where's he from? Uh, from, from West Virginia, I think. Oh, oh, that, I, I think he's from West Virginia. That says a lot. Or Virginia, <laughs> like the hill country of Virginia. I think that's where he's from. Oh, oh yeah. That's like his, That's like more country than areas that I tr- ventured down in Tennessee. Yeah. So, like West Virginia, if you were just to apply the level of country to like mm-hmm. the South and, and people think, oh, you know, the, the more South you go, the more. 
man, there's areas in West Virginia that oh, yeah. are, that people in Alabama wouldn't claim. And Southern Ohio. Is that That's, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, he's from North Fork, West Virginia, and his middle name is Fuquay. Now, there was a town <laughs> that I lived near. When I lived near Raleigh, there was a town called Fuquay Varina that was not too far away. And I'm like, man, what is where do you get Fuquay Varina from? Not Antoine Fuqua. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Frenchy Fuqua for the Pittsburgh Steelers back in the day. Frenchy Fuqua? Fuqua, yeah. He used to be He's a very flamboyant uh, guy running back that was oh. back there with the Franco Harris days. And he used to wear these outrageous shoes. One pair of shoes, he had see-through heels that had goldfish in them and water. Oh, that's what? like, uh, remember the pimp from I'm going to uh, get you sucker? I'm going to get you sucker, yeah. 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 He's walking down the street and then they crack. Yeah. You know, they start well, that, laughing at it. Everybody's laughing because he's been in jail for like 20 years yeah, and yeah. time has passed him by. He thought he was yeah. clean as the boy to hell. Yeah. He this, was walking, you know what I'm saying? Well, that, they, maybe they got the idea from, from Frenchy Fuqua. Wait a second. When did Frenchy wear these shoes? Because I'm in the 70s. I got to see this, man. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get you sucker was 88. Okay, yep. yeah, because uh, you know he was. This was back like uh, you know, like Walt Frazier was another guy in the NBA that was very flamboyant back in that era, where he'd wear he'd wear like the pimp outfits and he drove a big Rolls Royce. Oh my goodness! Oh yeah. For, when I when I when I pull it up, I see him. and He's got this purple suit on with the uh -huh. uh, with with the cape you, on with yeah. the hat. I'm you. Now, you thought who, he was he thought he was clean too, right? Was there anybody that could get away with that in your day? Like could bust no, him like man. that? No, <laughs> man. Is showing up like that. Oh man, this is some bad football here, man. Can you yeah. Imagine Mike Golick in nineteen ninety one showing up in that Eagles locker room like that. Right, people would be like, "Man, get your ass back out of here, hey, dude." Man, you know who what? Are you, though? Who I, are you I trying to kid? Fuqua was legit. I'm yeah. looking at this. Oh, we got to get this picture up here. His name's John Fuqua is his real name, but Frenchy, it's Frenchy was his nickname. Yeah. Oh, Frenchy is a hell of a nickname. If you're a tough guy, like nobody's messing with John Fuqua. The guy's running no. back to the NFL. Right. No. It'd be like if Barrett weren't were around wearing this in his neighborhood. Nobody's yeah. going to say anything. Bro, I'm sitting there looking at the shoes they're talking about. These black shoes with <laughs> fake fish in them. I told you. Wow. <laughs> How about that, Paul? Frenchy Fuqua, Antoine Fuqua, give me your Mount Rushmore's of Fuquas. Not Fupa. This no. Uh, oh this might God. be a Mount Rushmore segment. A busted trending. Alright, here we go. Tuesday, as we're picked up now by Sports Map across the Jacob Media YouTube page, live and local from the Fritz and B and Cooley Law Studios. You know, someone who needs any type of or better an accident, needs any type of legal strategy, then make sure you contact Mr. Fritz directly. Now, we've got a busy program here. 1240 will work in reverse. Matthew O'Leary, Matt O'Leary is going to join us. He runs a couple of good shows up in New York. One for the Islanders. Not the actor. No, no. no. Who is Matt O'Leary, the actor? Uh, he, he was in a couple movies. Um. I remember him, but oh, nothing well, memorable. Well, for you, he was. Yeah. No, I because I Let looked up. Find I, out I, this guy was in I a looked it up. Movie. No, I looked Spy it up. Kids too. Yeah. There he is. Yep. There now he tell is. me, you watched Spy Kids two on some flight home from somewhere like a year and a half ago, and now this kid has has left a memorable imprint on you. 
No, I watched Spy Kids back when it first came out with my kids. Mm. <laughs> so that's why I saw it. Yeah. All uh-huh. right. Well, it's not Matt O'Leary, the actor. It's Matthew, but we'll call him Matt O'Leary. He's going to join us at 1240. A couple of things going on that I just saw. First and foremost, now this does impact us, and we've been talking about it extensively. Barring a setback, Carson Wentz is going to start week one. So Good news. Yes, definitely good news. On uh, the same time, we also have whatever's going to happen with the Eagles this Friday night. And I have a strong inkling that Jalen Hurts is not going to play a snap. I, I think different. Do you? Well, yeah, look, really good. Yeah. Good. I want him to play. I just so do I. Sirianni was, I think they're going to maximize these joint practices and that's going to be enough for Nick. Yeah. I, I kind of side with Aton on this, unfortunately, but, but I do want him to play, but I think, you know, Sirianni was on record uh, yesterday as saying they're basically going to follow the same blueprint for the joint practices that they did last week. And that, you know, said, you know, we're going to try to go out and attack the practices and then forget about the game. Right. So that's BS, man. I agree. Day, I know. agree. Barrett, we're going to break real quick. So let's let's get I'm curious to see where and why you have this pathway to playing time, because I think that will make everybody happy. We're back in three on the network. It's the middle. All right, so why do you think he's going to play? Because I, I think this would be amazing if he does. I, I just he all, he almost has to. He has to get that timing correct. Right. Man. He, I mean, they can't afford to lose out on any wasted reps. They can't because you know going into this season, they have to win every game, man. They mean they 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 can't afford to because I mean their 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 schedule is too hard for them to think that they can just blow over a team like the Atlanta Falcons. You know, at this point, you know they're just as bad as they are. And I'm sitting back, you know, talking and thinking about what we were talking about yesterday. And watching, you know, everybody in this division. Well, everybody in this division is bad. So why not take advantage of the reps to try to get ahead right now? And and you know, as as opposed to playing catch up. Yeah. That's... It's wide open right now. No, I agree. And you need reps. You need to play. You need to get the timing right in order for you to be successful, man. You know, I mean, I, I know I'm talking like an old timer, but yeah. there's nothing like going out there and building that um camaraderie. Uh, everybody playing in concert, going in hot, well, understanding that you put it into work to, to be successful. All right, let me let me just play devil's advocate here and say that, well, they are doing that Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday in these live sessions against the opponent. So the actual preseason game, they've already essentially maybe played two or three games during the week. Yeah, but well, here's the difference. To and be Barrett- honest, to be honest, guys, and, and I'm being I'm, – I'm just keeping it 100. To mm-hmm. be honest – you cannot simulate no. even in practice with these 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 joint practices game speed. It gets ramped up every segment of the season you go to. From the preseason from 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 when you report to camp to going into the preseason it amps up 20%. Right. You know, going from from there to to going into the season it's going to amp up another 20%. Then when you get towards the end of the season when it's time to get ready for playoff football and you're trying to qualify for the playoffs it ends up another 20%. You mm-hmm. know, these, you know, they're not good enough to think that they can go out and just whoop somebody. I mean, period, point blank. No, and, and look, this, they've negotiated in the CBA, no tackling to the ground and on a lot of the tempo. I mean, think about it, Barrett, and just put yourself in your own situation. I know preseason was a little different back then, but you're not blocking to the whistle as much 
you know that if a plays, if you're on the left side of the line and everything's going right, you got your guy in a joint practice. All right, man, we're good. We're good. You can't say that to somebody on the other side in the third quarter when it's a nope. three-point game. Hey, man. Hey, man. We're good on let's, this. Let's one. just dance over here. Right, imagine there's no brother-in-law going on. Right? You're right. There's no brother-in-law going on. No. Now, you're going to get some intensity in this practices sure. because you're playing against somebody else. Right. But it still doesn't change the fact that, you know, you got to have game type of situations that only come from being in the game. Did you guys see uh, – we're back, but that's all. Did you guys see the the any of the? I, I mean, I had underplays last night, so I watched that entire game. But I cannot believe. Thankfully, I hit the live under to make to just break even because there's no way that game should have gone over. I got Philly Godfather in my mentions laughing at me. Yeah, but we broke even. All right. So just to put Barrett's point into real life motion. If anybody watched that game last night in the second half, hmm. there was the Gardner Minshew, and I don't even know who the quarterback was at the end for Jacksonville. It might have been Minshew. It might have been somebody else. I, I Honestly, I, it was on mute, and I was just following the game cast, but watching it. And Urban Meyer, just because he is Urban Meyer, and he's, he's just a pain in the ass, and he's going to be out of the league in a year, year and a half. You can come back to me if I'm wrong. But he was proving – that like he was sending a message, right? Like, oh, we're gonna win this game. We're gonna come. Right. We're gonna claw back and fight and win this game. It so was C.J. Beathard. Beathard, thank you, thank C. you. C.J. Beathard, yeah. Who played? Who played minutes last year for the Niners? For the Niners, yeah. Because everybody was hurt. So Beathard, he's dropping Beathard back in, at the end of a fourth quarter, trying to move the ball. So, and I gotta give credit to the Saints. This kid, Winton McManus. CFL converted linebacker now in the NFL all over the place. I think he picked off Minshew in the end zone or, or Beathard, one of the two. Mm. They kept sending guys. Like, this kid Beathard was getting put on his ass. It was almost like Peyton was like, hey, man, if you keep dropping your quarterback back, we're going to keep sending guys. This wasn't like a four-man rush, three steps in, all right, we're good. Like, you get at practice a lot. This was, hey, man, this guy's dropping back. And the Saints are rushing. The Saints are putting pressure and hitting him. And mm -hmm. that was a fundamental difference that you'll never get in practice. Ever. Exactly. Get in practice. Exactly. And that's what you get, man. You know, if you notice, the teams that are successful, um, you know, say what you want to say about Belichick from last year. You know, okay, he had a down year because he didn't have any talent. But you look at their game plan. They were still blitzing against the Eagles. And they were, and they were beating up on them. They were up like 30-some points on them. And they're still blitzing. Right. He went about going about his business, and that's when even when he had, um, when he had the best quarterback in the league, when he had TB there, he would still play him in all four games. Now, what makes you think Jalen Hurts is on the level of Tom Brady <laughs> that he doesn't play every single preseason game? I don't understand it. Yeah, I know. If the best Andy, can do it. Why? Why didn't you? That's crazy, man. Andy Reid treated it differently. Right. Exactly. You know? Um, you well, know, I mean, he missed last game. Well, so totally. was, yeah. he was in the line. hospital. That's what that's I mean. Right. Like, how much has Hertz actually played? Two series? I don't know. Uh, that's right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. and this offensive line has not played together as an as a whole yet. Yes. They have not played together as a whole. Right. So I, they I, need to get those game reps. And why not have a quarterback out there that's going to be playing the game to get those reps? Oh, how about we put in? The rookie again, let him go out there and show his his ability to go out there and run routes and create separation and maybe deliver him a couple balls. 
let's get Dallas Goddard and, and, and Zach Ertz back into the game, get them ready. So this offense goes in, uh, you know, ready to rock and roll, man. As opposed mm-hmm. to going in, all right, we may be all right. Right. I want to see what they can bring to the table. Yeah. Because what I, I saw was BS last week. I'm I'm with you, Barrett. I want to see it too. But the, th- the bottom line is they don't care what we want to see. Exactly. They, they do no. it their their way. And that's why they'll be losers no. if they do it. If they go about that, they will be losers this year. I mean, certain because... organizations just have a totally different mindset towards the preseason. Look at the Ravens, for example. They've won 19 straight preseason games. They're going for 20 this week. And right. they, and they, think and about that. And look how successful they are. Right. Big Ben played last week. I know. Played well. Right. Look, look at the couple series we talked about that didn't play their starter. And we were like, what the hell are you doing? And Daniel Jones. I mean, I'm yeah. assuming he's healthy, right? Right. right. Yeah. So, right. like, look at decisions of guys who aren't playing. We saw Tom Brady, even if it's for a series or, or what have you. Ben Roethlisberger, as you mentioned. So Stratford's not – he didn't play this last uh, – he's no. not playing this preseason. But no. that's the philosophy they have with the Rams. Yeah. That's, and that's the deepest the, amount of team. Exactly. And it's going to take, look, look, that's going to take a little bit. I, I don't think, I think people are looking at numbers from Stafford and saying, oh, this guy throws 5K plus and he's just going to walk in and everything's going to be normal there. No, he's going to have to make throws in games that he's never played in before. Exactly. I, this I, doesn't make I mean, sense to me. Patrick no. Mahomes played last week. <laughs> yes. You know, I mean, it's arguably exactly. the, the number one guy at the position. It, so this doesn't, yeah. you know, it's, it, I'm, and in order for this team to be okay, this is going to show me a lot on the mindset of them going into this game. Mm-hmm. If they don't play, I can honestly say they're not going to be ready to win. And mm-hmm. and, that's, and that's going to be, you know, hard for me to go about, you know, picking them to be a successful team again. I have to totally revamp my way of thinking if they go into this game and not play Jalen Hurts in right. the starting offensive line. Because they will be ill-prepared going into this game if they don't. Look, you I, cannot – you, you can't you can't you can't simulate the game speed unless you're in a game period not even in these joint practices say what they want to say yeah. you know in these joint practices mm-hmm. the quarterbacks have red jerseys on that means you can't yeah. touch them so he's not getting the same speed as in the game you can't touch him no and you know that the guy coming right at you is not going to hit you right so you go try to complete a pass. <laughs> right. I mean, look, Jameis Winston got hey. clobbered on that second big play that he threw last night, that 29-yard touch. But I got to be honest, man, I was really impressed with those two throws from Jameis Winston. And I don't oh, know yeah. what Sean Payton is doing, even flirting with no. that tight end converted to quarterback. No, he, he won the job last night if How he didn't he already have it. Yes. Now, with that said, major contact like that play is what I want Jalen Hurts to go through tonight mm-hmm. drop back make right. a big throw to Devontae Smith with the contact coming take it hit go to the ground hear the crowd roar jump up and celebrate like you're never going to get that in practice the threat right that right. threat of contact right. even the not even the contact so much Barrett and Harry but the threat of it Right, but and, and, you, and you can't protect a player from getting hurt going into the season. No, you really no, can't no, because no. you're not going to have them ready if you if you try to go out there and do that. Either you're going to play or you're not, man. And, you know, if they, they keep him out this game, it's really going to hurt him going into the season. It just is. You know, they have two weeks to get healthy for the first game. What is it, 16 days? 16 days. between 16 yeah. freaking days. Come on, man. 16 yep. days you can get healthy. But he needs to play. He really does. You know, I, I was I was a, I was a proponent of, of not playing him. You know, I, I I was like, you know what? You know, we, we 
we have a veteran quarterback in Carson. We didn't need to play Carson last year, mm-hmm. and we didn't, and we really sucked. So I mean, I had to, I had to, you know, eat my words. But the right thing to do is to play him. You know, whether I'm wrong or right, whether they play him or they don't play him, the right thing to do is play Jalen Hurst to play that offensive line yeah. at least for a quarter, at least, at least. Oh, you quarter. want a full quarter? Yes. Okay. Yes, well, I'd a love full that quarter. So you mentioned Pat Mahomes, right? Yeah. And I'll give you the quote from Andy Reid where he talked about why he's sticking to his guns. This is from the red zone. Andy Reid stuck to his guns on preseason routine during the first two games, but there may be a departure in the norm from week three. So, look, this is the difference of if you can build up week one, week two, you don't necessarily need to be out there. Week three, and this is the clarification. If Jalen Hurts played three, two to three series week one, if Jalen Hurts played a quarter, a quarter and a half week two, we're not having this conversation. Mm-hmm. If Nick, I would still like him to be out there sure, for a series sure. or so, but it's not this conversation that's right. taking over the show. Right. So, it doesn't have an urgency like you kind of are putting on it now, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and I'm, I'm reading Dom Lewis's, his, um, He's saying that you know they're gonna suck. Well, I mean the whole division sucks, so they can they maybe they suck a little less than the Giants or suck a little less than than the Cowboys. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, and I mean, get off to the right foot. I mean, look, right, Atlanta, right. I know it's Atlanta, but you know, win that game and then talk about the next three. This is what Reed had to say: "Quote, we'll see how it goes. He got quite a few snaps, 33 snaps or so, the last game. That's week two, right?" With a lot of coaches around the league resting their starters and star players during the preseason, Reed's strategy seems a bit old school. He explained his philosophy for playing Mahomes during the preseason. So this is a guy who is as if not more successful in the NFL than anybody outside of Bill Belichick mm-hmm. and just comes off back-to-back Super Bowls, winning one, of course. This is the quote. Well, I think it's good. Now, think about this. I'm, I'm going to have some fun here if you're okay with this. And I'm going to apply this to the Eagles. So instead of Pat, you're going to hear Jalen. And instead of Chad, you'll hear Flacco. So I just want you to understand the mentality of what this would sound like if it came from Sirianni. Well, I think it's good for Hertz, but I also think it's good for the offensive line. It's important for Hertz to see how that's going to work and get a feel for them and for them to get a feel for him. So we've got some young guys. That's why I left them in with Flacco. So they could get a little more extended work there. Now, that's really about Pat Mahomes, Chad Henney, and the offensive line. But if if Andy Reid is making this point that Barrett has talked about and others who have played in the league have talked about, so important. Barrett played the position, right. the offensive line, and explaining how important it is for that connection. What more can you argue with if one, if not the most successful head coach, at least recently in the NFL, is doing this? Bro, put it like this. In my experience of being in the NFL, I played with numerous quarterbacks. I played with guys that are dual threats. I played with guys that are drop-back quarterbacks. And you have to block a different way for each guy. Each guy is, 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 is different, you know, according to, you know, what, what, what their talents are, what their skill set is. Blocking for, for Randall, man, you could block everybody perfect with Randall. Have the guys in the – perfect circle and he just runs and, and and runs right into your guy and that's a sack for you or you can go out there and not even touch a guy like Derek Thomas with him and 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 he evades the rush and throws a bomb for like 60 yards right. it really depends it on random. your quarterback you know what I'm yeah. saying it's just random right yeah so but then I also played with a guy like Ben 
Ben would hold the ball for five seconds. So you knew you had to block extra for him. Right. But then I played with guys like um, Corey Detmer and, and, and his brother, Ty Detmer. They got the ball out so fast because they didn't want to get hit. Right. You know, so I played for them all. You know, so <laughs> you have to figure out how this quarterback, you know, plays. You know, because, all right, for instance, when Ben, when ben played, mm-hmm. Ben always stepped to his right. He faded. He, he stepped to his right, but he always faded, you know, just in the pocket to his left. He always faded to his left. That's something you pick on during game type situation. Right. So Russ mm-hmm. Graham, one of the original hogs, was my offensive line coach with the Steelers. We knew that Ben, and we would say it in, 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 in film time, and we would say it in, in practice time. You know that he's going to step right, but he's going to fade to his left throughout the play. He's fading to his left. He has comfortable ability with Smith there, Marvell Smith. He's going to fade when he passed um, in his pass protection to the left. So you have to be stronger and uh, on the left side to make sure that he doesn't you know get backed up into you. You only learn that during game type situation. Right. That's the Can only we- way you learn. So I got a question real quick, and, and let's talk about this when we get back because we have to take a quick break around uh, the board here for both the stream and sports map. But just just think about this. Don't answer it yet, Barrett and Harry. Right. Mm-hmm. But think about this. Does practice only with what we talked about, the red jersey, no contact, all the, the no real threat or fear, if you will, of contact, does that or can that develop bad habits like holding on to the football too long? Just think about oh, that. Right? Just think about that because we don't want this kid to do what he did last year, including Carson as well. All right, we're back in three. It's the middle. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Welcome to the Wildwoods, the perfect place where you can safely do everything or nothing at all. Catch a wave, take a nap, go for a drive, grab a bite. It's your vacation, and we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one. The Wildwoods, your vacation, your way. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. 
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. This is a key. It's a family tree. It's a pair of wings. It's a secret handshake. And a ticket to anywhere in the world. It's more than a uniform. It's the door to a world most people only dream of. There's strong, and then there's army strong. Try it on at GoArmy.com. Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right, we're back across the board here, and I'm just curious as far as something that we've seen already with Jalen Hurts, especially last year, where he was holding on to the football too long. Now, it wasn't as bad as Carson Wentz, but at times it was a problem, and we've seen this become an issue really across the board last year, especially for an offensive line that we expect at least week one to be healthy. So I just threw it out there before the break and, you know, we can bounce around this and we'll talk about some other things this hour, as well as get to Matthew O'Leary from the jets at 1240. But I don't know, just to me, I'm, I'm concerned that this is going to breed or help facilitate a bad habit of knowing that you can hold on to the ball and actually you're not going to get hit. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No, I see where you're going with that. I mean, it's kind of a logical conclusion. And it's something that in the four games that he played last year and going through practices uh, this season, he has yet to break it. So, you know, if, if you're sitting there with a red jersey on, and you can't get crushed by the, the d- defense of the Jets. Why wouldn't you hold on to the ball for an extra half a second or a second to try to make sure your receiver is breaking open before you get rid of it? Right. You know? And that all changes against Atlanta. And that's, you know, that's that's what he has to anticipate. You know, that yeah. it gives you a false sense of security on your guys up front, yeah. a false sense of security and understanding the offensive premise. You know, if you're out there and you have um, 22 protection, 22 protection is scat protection. I mean, there's no back end. You you know, it's your five offensive line against the world. They send two more blitzers. You got to read the hot number one. But not only do you have to read the hot as the quarterback, you also have to um, have the wide receiver, the tight end, or running back see where the hot is, break off that sh- and shorten the route. And these are all things you work together in game type of situations. If they bring this hot blitz, if they bring the linebacker up and he sugars in the middle, I mean, he comes up in the middle and he lines up over the guard or or maybe the center. Like that means you have yes, like yeah. that means you have to bring your tackle down. So the tackle's gonna go down, get the three technique. That guard's gonna get that, uh, get the uh, the one technique. The center then will get the linebacker. They, you know, work that out right there. But that leaves that defensive end, a two hundred eighty pound defensive end that runs a four six run. forty. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Barreling <laughs> down on you full speed, and you have to have the wherewithal to know that you have to get that ball out of your hands and get it to the hot receiver. Now, perfect example. Last year, who was that quarterback they had last? I forget his name. They cut him. But everybody thought it was uh, not Jordan, but Dillard's guy that, that you know, that hit him and, and knocked him out the game. 
It wasn't Dillard's guy. Dillard did what he had to do. He blocked down on the three technique, and the defensive end came barreling down, hit the quarterback, knocked him out the game. But everybody was thinking that it was his. I was like, no, that wasn't his fault. He did what he was supposed to do. They got the MDM man. MDM, most dangerous man there, was that linebacker. That linebacker blitz. It's better to get the linebacker that's blitzing in the middle, who's which is the fastest way to the quarterback, is right there in the A-gap. Right. You got to stop him first. Let that outside guy who has a couple more steps to get to you, but by then he should get the ball out of his hands and get it to the hot receiver. But that hot receiver has to understand he has to break that right off. He has to see that this linebacker is coming. Mm -hmm. And if he see once a guy disappears, he's got to look for the ball immediately. And that's what you work out during game type of situation. If you're in practice or one of these, um, you know, even these uh, joint practices, they're still not going to hit him. But he might have false security. Oh, man, I can get it out. I mean, I got it out. No, you didn't get it out. He slowed up. He wasn't running at you full speed. He mm -hmm. didn't try to take you out. So you, you know, it, it messes up all the time. And if you don't, that's why Hurts needs those reps. The right. offensive line needs those reps. The receivers need to see the hot, the tight ends, and the running back need those reps. Just in case, all right, he can call him in in a game type situation, 22 protection. The running back's supposed to go out on a wheel route or, 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 or maybe a, a, a Texas route, you know, where he goes in and out, an angle route. Maybe he says, all right, then, no, 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 hey, I want you. Come here, Miles, Niles. I want you to come over here and block him instead of going out on your route. You can do those type of things, game time situations, and then learn from that mistake or learn from what you did to help the play out. Hmm. But you can't learn that in, 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 in short practice. practices. Not full speed. Well, then, I, is it concerning to you, Barrett, that the, this coach seems to be, you know, he's all about these practices and practice. And then, he, you know, the game, he just doesn't really – seem like competition really matters in a preseason game, but it does on Wednesday at practice. I, you know, I'm not worried about that, but I'm worried about him having that same false security that his guys got it. His guys mm -hmm. are ready to rock when they really aren't because they haven't had enough reps mm -hmm. to really get the gist of what it is, you know, to play in his system in his place. See, that's another thing. This is a totally new system for right. everybody. This is not the West Coast system that, that – that, that they ran with um with Doug. Right. It's a totally different system. Totally different. We system. don't even really know what it is. No. Yes, you exactly. Know, how much is he going to run run the ball? We don't know. Look, what, I, I got to be honest, man. This dude strikes me, and this is why you know, and and look, anybody knew coming into the situation that he did from last year, where a lot of people still maintain that the coach shouldn't have been fired and that the team should have figured some stuff out. But that being said, it's water on the bridge at least for now. I feel like Nick Sirianni is of the mind that he can come out and shock the NFL with stuff that hasn't been done before mm -hmm. because he's kept it under wraps, even in joint practices. Right. And it, it, look, man. That's unless, his competitive advantage right yeah, now. He's but, talked but about it. He has. But think yeah. about this. You know who does that? Players. Lamar yeah. Jackson, Pat Mahomes. Guys take the NFL by storm. Now, some get figured out. Others yeah. just prosper. But no scheme comes in and takes the NFL by storm. No, but look. Remember? He had, had LaShawn McCoy. Right, right, right. He had a guy who rushed for over 2K yards. He had a talent that he was able to use. The, the problem with the Eagles is that Devontae Smith, all of a sudden, is going to have to be Jerry Rice this year <laughs> in order for Nick Sirianni's system to work. And I don't know if that's fair to anybody. Well, what is you know, what I do have a lot of concern with? If you watch other teams and the systems that they're running, they're running in, you know, that that fit what their quarterback does. 
and I see a lot of guys that have, you know mobile quarterbacks. Like you look at you look when you watch the the um, the Jets game or the Bears game. Um, those guys were moving around in the pocket. Remember, we used to pull our hair out. I Man, I used to have a full set of hair, but you know they would not move Carson around in right. boot protections. They would move in waggle protections. Um, they wouldn't do a lot of um, uh, run fakes. They didn't do a lot of that stuff. I want to see RPOs. That's that's what you can use to to take advantage of the defense because you know that this is an athletic guy. He can run around, but he does have a strong arm also. Why are we not showing this in 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 you know they can run it during game type of situations? I understand you want to keep a lot of stuff under wraps. I get yeah. it. I really do. I yeah. get it. But still, though, I mean, like you know, like I said, remember the Titans. I'll run five plays. Five right. plays, and I'll run them to death, knowing that I can execute it, knowing that you can't stop them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. But if you get to running all these gadget plays, where's the authentic offense that you're trying to run? Yeah, I mean, you give can me have your first. starting quarterback, you know, run a couple series, and you don't have to give away your offense. Right. You know. Right. But use the skill set. Right. Sprint right option. That's the best play in football. Right. right and when you have an athlete that. like that running sprint right option, I man, that could work, bro. That could work. Yeah. I, I mean, you're also, if you're just running it in practice, you're running it against guys who know it's coming. If you're running it in joint practices, then you're running it against vanilla defense. Yep. yep. So the only difference is, well, it's still going to be vanilla defense in a game. Yes, but it's going to be game tempo. And you may get different looks. You may get Bro, different looks from a defense once they know you're going to run that. You are. But still, though, if you run it right, it doesn't matter. I'm telling you, man, I, I was in instances where I, you know, Russ Grimm, like I said, you know, Russ Grimm was running original halls, his best plays, jab 32, power left and right. And the and jab was nothing but uh, uh, um, ISO with the, with the, with the fullback on the, on, on the middle linebacker, everybody double teamed up front and three yards in a cloud of dust. Hmm. Or we ran power, you know, pull the backside guard into the middle. Yeah. And, and the power the front side. Yeah. All that. We yeah. run all that. Well, that's I mean, a, that's an old uh, Washington. Yeah. 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 So we used to run stuff like that, but he would do. He would go so far. He would go so far as to say, "Look, hey, it, it didn't care. Who, he didn't care who we we're playing. Hey, Sap, this is what we're doing. Sap, we're double teaming you, right. and we're pulling the backside guard." Mm -hmm. He would say it, and then well, lo and behold, we come up to the um, we get in the huddle, and he's like, "Hey, uh, we got um power, you know, thirty six power on two on two, ready to break." And like, well, damn, he just told a damn play. Now you got sapping all pro, you know what I'm saying, knowing the play is coming because he knows Russ is not going to lie to him. You know what I'm saying? But it doesn't it doesn't matter because that was our bread and butter. Just and we ran it and executed yeah. it to perfection. We couldn't you couldn't stop it. Yeah. I'd rather have a coach like that than a guy that's going to be having a bunch of gimmick plays and yeah. trying to well, outfox people. You know, forget what I'm outfox of people. Just hit somebody in the mouth. When yeah. he's when he's describing this, the old Lombardi tape. You get a seal here, yeah. and you get a seal here, and you run the ball in the alley. Right. <laughs> same damn play. They would just run the same damn play. And, and right. just have different personnel packages and be yeah. the same exact play, man. I'm telling you, bro. And, 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 and it was the best thing since sliced bread because you knew what you were going to run. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I mean, I remember Big Ben his first year. You know, he had one of those uh, – he has had the wristband with all the plays on Right, it. right. His wristband was like this big. Everybody else's wristbands way up here. Yeah. All these plays. No, his was this big because we weren't running anything other than our bread and butter. Right. We right. didn't want to overload him. 
Right. We, I mean, the plays were simple, and most of the time he was freestyling anyways. Yep. You know mm. what I'm saying? So run what you run. I But, you know, forget trying to fake people out. Let's just go out there in this game and kick ass. Whoop the guy in front of you. That's what football is all about. I don't want to outfox you. I don't want to out game plan. I just want to whoop the guy in front of you. All right. Yeah. What do you what do you think the Jets do? Do they play Zach Wilson again? Yes. You think yes. so? Yes. Yes. They're going to play him again because they got an old school. Robert Sully, he's, he's an old school guy. He's Those really the talk of the preseason so far. Yeah. Zach Wilson. Not Salah. Salah. Uh, not Salah. <laughs> Wilson. <laughs> no, the, 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 the head coach, man, he's 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 a no nonsense. I just want to whip you in front. Like, that's why his defenses were, were so good. Mm-hmm. They weren't trying to hide anything or anything else. All right, you go cover here. You go cover here. I want you to blitz. Hey, you guys up front, whoop the guy in front of you. Bosa, go get him. Nothing flashy about it. Let's just go. No, That wins, man. It wins. Everybody in America, exactly. Everybody in America knew what the Kansas City Chiefs were going to do. Right. When they need to get a third down, they know who they're going to. They're going to go to Kelsey. Tight end. Yeah. Yep, they're gonna go to Kelsey. If, if if they needed a big play, they're gonna go to the cheetah. Everybody knew it, but it's just about stopping it. It Uh-oh. just so happens they went against uh you know the Tampa. They had the athletes to go out there and stop it. <laughs> uh oh, twenty five minutes ago, a tweet from Brandon Lee Gowton, who's at the practice. Uh-huh. Jalen Hurts has been guilty of holding onto the ball too long so far today. I'm He's you. already taken at least three sacks, including one on a cornerback blitz, and he I'm has t- sacks in quotes. I'm telling you, man. There you go. Nick Sirianni is – I don't know if he knows this, but he is enabling a bad habit. Yep. And the he easiest way to get rid of that is just to play this kid Friday night. Right, this- right. And you yeah. know what's going to happen? Yeah. Brooks is going to go – Brooks is going to amen, amen. We can't block forever. Which Brooksy? Barrett or Brandon? Brandon. Brandon. Okay, okay. Yeah. Brooksy, hey, hey, bro. Do they call him Brooksy? Brooksy's Brooks Kepka. Come on now. <laughs> or, or Barrett. Like people know, I, I know Barrett referenced by nickname as Brooksy or Porkchop. Those are the two. Right, right, right. right? right. I mean, so if that's that's the thing. Like, we got to determine what exactly is Brandon Brooks's nickname. Is, are you just saying Brooksy because people called you Brooksy and you happen to share the same last name? Yeah, that's exactly. I think so. I think so. <laughs> we don't know necessarily what brand. Like, it could be BB. It could be B Square. It could right. be Brooks. right, 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 right. Double right, B. Right, right double <laughs> B. It's a great yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he, he goes to hey, man. Hey, he to, yeah, yeah, that's what it is. But he's going to say, hey, hey, throw the damn yeah. ball. You know, Brooksy. somebody, Lane. Lane's going to come over to her. Hey, look here, bro. <laughs> Look here, Brooks. You know what I'm yell at Bry- uh, Bryson DeChambeau after he That's hits right. a shot. <laughs> right. Give me, uh, your Mount Rushmore's of Brooksies. Go ahead. <laughs> well, Brooks Robinson got to be on there, right? Well, what was his nickname? I don't think people walking around calling him Brooksy. No, probably not. He, he punched you in the face. <laughs> Brooks Robinson took no bleep from anybody, and he got a lot of it. Yeah. A lot of gruff. That was back when men were men. Yes, you know? <laughs> right. Rough. But Uh-oh. you're right, man. It, it, that could enable him, you know, because he he's just not getting the timing uh, in game type of situations, man. You know, and you know from from what we know, what we've seen in Hurts, you know, he's got to process things a little faster. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Well, or or simplify the game plan, and 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 if you have to cut off one half of the field, then cut it off. Well, you know, they have enough. no problem with doing it. You know, down in in, in with the Ravens, there's no problem with that. They give him half the field, field to read, 
Yep. Lamar Jackson have to feel the read, and that's it. They have some yeah. success with it. Yeah, but, until they get into playoffs. How much, right. how much do you think Friday night, and, and I'm just going to give you this example, how much do you think Friday night this kid comes out, he plays first series, it's third and eight, and he does exactly what he did in practice that Brandon Lee Gowton just referenced. Hell holds the ball on too long and gets smacked, smacked mm-hmm. in the back, smacked in the face, smacked in the chest, whatever it is. Isn't that a pretty good deterrent of you go through it, you know what not to do again? Like, <laughs> exactly. I, feel like I don't want him to get hit. No. I don't want him to get hit at all. I'd put him in bubble wrap, but that didn't work with Sam Bradford. It didn't work with Wentz. It's not going to work with Hurts. I, I just wonder, like, it's almost as if Sirianni has to walk that line and say, look, we've noticed that you've been holding on to the football the past three days. We want you to get out there and try to work through that. You're probably going to get hit. Mm-hmm. But you know what? That's part of it. Bruh, he's going to have that ah-da-da movement. Right. He needs okay. that ah-da-da. The awakening when the yes. light bulb goes on. <laughs> right, like, yeah. uh-oh. The coach is not So is one not or two things happen, though. Yeah, but one or two things will happen. Number one, he'll get it. He'll understand it. He'll process things faster. Or number two, he'll become gun shy. He'll start mm-hmm. seeing ghosts. And then and he'll start make hearing yeah. footprint, uh, foot, footsteps. Yeah. Yep. And he'll have a regression instead of progression. You know, so that's, I mean, that could happen. But I, I just knowing, knowing Jalen and being around Jalen a little bit and seeing what Jalen's about, he'll work on it. He'll work on it. I like that. Not Brooks and Dunn. <laughs> Brooks and Dunn. That's a good band. <laughs> So they um so when I was down in Nashville, mm-hmm. they had they built their own studio because they did uh, a talk show. I, I don't remember where it was carried. It was a well, national show. I think it might have been on Sirius. Is that right? And Kick Brooks also did the national countdown shows on the weekends for country okay. music radio too. So they ha- so we're in this building, this cumulus building in Nashville, right on Music Row. Mm-hmm. And look, we had nice studios because this was. I got in post-Cumulus spending, but before I got in, Cumulus was just dropping money to everybody. Board ops were making 60 k part-time down there. It was insane. They were just throwing money, throwing money into the Nashville cluster. So then they reeled back. But the one big expense that they had when I got down there was building that Kicks and uh, Brooks and Dunn studio. And Mm. it was crazy because you'd walk down, and all these were nice. And Kenny Smoove is like a longtime R&B and rap uh, radio and, and producer, and he's been you know huge as far as awards are concerned. Phil Valentine, he just passed away. He did his national show there. Uh, sports, you know, we had ESPN there as well. And then you walk into this one studio, and it was like you're in a warehouse, and all of a sudden you walk into like paradise. Right. It's like the Preston and Steve oh studio. My. Harry, magnify that by a million. Really? Oh my God. You had like these nice couches with like the, what would it be like a super exotic animal that was covering it like leopard or something like that. They had these huge, like it wasn't a studio. You didn't, you did not, unless it was like you were in a house or a hotel or something. Mansion. Yes. It was like, if you went into Barrett's equivalent, like the music equivalent of Barrett's trophy room, Mm. We had all this memorabilia, <laughs> like they had the gold records or whatever it is, and it was just ridiculous, man. Well, hey, yeah, you know who else has a studio like that? Um, from Hall of Notes, Daryl Hall. He's, oh he's yeah, his now, house. Right? Well, he's up in house? New York. It's up in New York State. Where the the one they did from Daryl's house. Yeah, the man. TV that's, show. Yeah, that's nice, yeah. bro. Oh, that's I mean, sweet. I was, I was watching uh, CeeLo Green, and mm-hmm. they had a little. You know, they chopped it up a little bit, man. That was, oh, that yeah. was big, big time, man. Yeah. I wish I see. I wish I was talented like that. I could sing. Right. You know. What I'm well, saying? your but daughter can. 
Well, my daughter, she can sing, yeah. she can she can rap, she can act, she does all that stuff. Yeah. Me, all I can do is go out there and, and just and, go and block somebody. Block. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I can deuce block. Hold on a second. <laughs> I saw Brooks and Dunn before they were big back in like 1991. Yep. At the TLA, there was like 10 people there. It was they were incredible. The, remember right? the TLA, the Theater of the Living oh, Arts yeah, yeah, in Philly? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. All are like more intimate venue, too. Very intimate. But there was only like 10 people there. Me and me and my buddy and eight other people. Did they open up for somebody? No, they were just they were they just did a set. Wow. Yeah, they played like 10 songs and then rolled. It's great. Amazing, man. Yeah. I mean, that's so that's a crazy little thing, like phenomenon there, where if you see somebody before they blow up. Yeah. Right. Like if yeah. you ever see somebody before they actually become gigantic. Right. The only thing that now they were not huge, but they had a nice little bump. I don't know if you guys remember this group, J5, Jurassic 5. Mm, I heard of them. So they were yeah. kind of like, um, like, yeah, I guess they were, geez, as old as I am, they're probably older school. But they kind of had like a like a jazzy type flow to them and vibe to them. And then they blew up. Are they from Cali? I think they are. I th that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, and they had that one one guy with a really deep voice, and yep, you know, yep, he would yep. rap it up. So nobody knew who they were, and I was out in Denver for just spring break a while ago, so this was still at Gettysburg, and we saw that they were opening up for Fiona Apple. Mm. Now, we left as soon as they were off the stage, but they came back to Philly like a year and a half later at the electric yeah. factory and it was sold out. Right. And they were the headliner. I saw Alanis Morissette at a club in North Carolina before her jagged little pill blew oh, up. Oh yeah. Yeah. And the next time she came around, she's doing all the big, you know, outdoor amphitheaters, you know, with 20 some thousand people there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. No, that's insane, man. When yeah. you get them early, you get them good. Yep. I saw Dell. Dell was like that in DC when I was living in DC, nobody really knew who and, and that's kind of crazy because he had a couple of hits back in the day, but I guess he kind of was just falling off or, or whatever. But uh, I remember this. It was like a hodgepodge of groups. There was like a rock group. There was a metal group. And here's Dell, the funky homo sapien is like one of the earlier groups out there. And he was crushing it, you know, wow. and all this. And people were there were like a bunch of people looking around like, who is this guy? Who is this guy? Me and like three other people. <laughs> to your point, me and three other people were rocking out. We got all close up there, you know, slapping yeah. hands with us. It was like this cool little thing, man. Yeah, now uh, we got to far the side those guys. Far side before oh, they yeah. blew up. Yeah, yeah. Now, did they? Was this like pre passing me by and stuff? It was just before or, that. Yeah, okay. Just before that. Just okay. before that. Big in California, you know what I'm saying? They, they were with that um that psychedelic type of vibe, man. Yep. <laughs> yeah, man, I'll tell you, the best instrumental ever is your mama from Farside. Yeah, the song, the song is the song is just is hilarious and it's meant to be hilarious. But it, well, I was always upset real quick. I was always upset about that album because I feel like they wasted that track. Like that's one of the hardest songs as far as beat is concerned that you'll hear in that era. And yep. here they are making it like a, a funny your mama song about yeah. your mama so fat. <laughs> And all this stuff. That's that's a far side. That's a good one, man. That's a definitely a good one. So I don't know if we're gonna get word. You think when do you think we'll get word about Jalen Hurts this week? Jeez, probably. Well, not. probably after probably after today, they're gonna go in and they're gonna think about it. Hey, maybe we need to get this guy a little more work, you know, because if he's holding right now, you know, wait until he gets in the game one. Yeah, that and, might be a big difference, right? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, how, how many? Remember they whooped up. Remember they whooped up. My fault, Harry. But remember they whooped up on the uh, Patriots. Yeah. During those during, during right. those um exactly sessions. yeah exactly exactly. So it gave them a false sense of security. Right. So now, how did they get it whooped? How we'll many see. practices are there with the Jets? Is it two or three? Two. Two, two. and a walkthrough, right? Okay. Yeah. So two. Thursday walkthrough, Thursday Friday walkthrough. game. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. Now look at this. Joey B saw Metallica at Le Amour in Brooklyn for eight dollars wow. in nineteen eighty four. Wow, yep. that's yep. big time. Yeah. Yeah. Jackson Avion. Uh, that's Cube's cousin. Del. So he did a lot of writing for Cube. Yo-Yo, too. That's a good shout. And then look at Harry. Harry saved this one for the stream, Barrett. You know, he he wastes the so-so material on us and then saves <laughs> the gem for the stream. <laughs> you saw Seinfeld. No, Bert. I didn't. No, I didn't see that show. Oh, okay. John, John yeah, Dickerson saw it. And but I remember when he came to that comedy club in Berks County it was like a big deal. I wanted to go and I for some reason couldn't get there and what you know I missed out on it. But that was before he really blew up. Oh yeah, there's like yeah. Um, two guys I was with, like Nelly, like right. Nelly before he became Nelly. You know what I'm saying? Country right. grammar. He was just like we used to call him. You know, he was a sports dude. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He, you know, you know that's what he was. You know, he I mean he he could have went. He could have went to college on a baseball scholarship or a football scholarship. Is he that was right? That talent. Oh yeah, he was a talented man. And then uh, said the entertainer before he was said the entertainer. Yeah. You know, he used to work at um, it's this uh club at, at the Circle. Okay. <laughs> it was a a Chinese food restaurant slash comedy club. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great. The combo. best of both worlds. Bro. Restaurant though, are we talking? Are we talking about where? Because this will determine how good the Chinese food actually is. The cuisine actually is. Was it a sit down restaurant? Was it like you walk in and get takeout or was it one where you only can see through the glass and you have the pictures of the meal above it? Oh, because that's the OG. And, you know, no matter what, you're going to get fried food. That's or, really good. Or what, what about the ones where the ducks are hanging there? Like, in this, you <laughs> no, know what I mean? Like, like China. You, Chinese yeah. <laughs> it was still it was still a plexiglass wall that you couldn't get through. That's even it. Even at the even at even when you were ordering your food, yes. it's still a plexiglass wall. But you had to go through. You had to go through a door. Right. Go downstairs yeah. into the basement, and that's what a comedy joint was. Yeah, um, yeah and 91 LSX says Eddie Lacy loved that place. Remember Eddie Lacy when he, he blew up, he got really fat with the Packers, yeah, <laughs> saying that he loved China food. That was yep. his quote. <laughs> All right, we're back in three. It's the middle across the board here. Uh, I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Welcome to the Wildwoods, the perfect place where you can safely do everything or nothing at all. 
catch a wave, take a nap, go for a drive, grab a bite. It's your vacation, and we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one. The Wildwoods. Your vacation, your way. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. This is a key. It's a family tree. It's a pair of wings. It's a secret handshake. And a ticket to anywhere in the world. It's more than a uniform. It's the door to a world most people only dream of. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. Try it on at GoArmy.com. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry May. All right, well, a couple of minutes here. We'll start the second hour. I don't know if anything else came out from practice. I know you guys are. I'm checking. Uh, nothing new from Brandon Lee Gowden, but uh, apparently Quez Watkins got uh, dinged up a little bit, but then came back to practice Okay, and made a big play, actually. So he came back, not just with his helmet off, he came back. Right. All right. Um, but with, uh, there's a tweet that you uh, favorited or liked or yeah, whatever yeah. of Just Barrett that. singing. Uh, can we play that? Uh, it, it's no audio. Oh, there's no audio. Oh, it's just a still shot. Oh, right. What, what happened? This is back when Barrett and I were doing a show, I believe on the weekend, when we were doing a show at, at the, the old spot. And uh, boy, that studio has not changed a bit. It's amazing. <laughs> Meanwhile, the other place has moved into like 20th and Market. They have this giant. Check Johnny Marks's pictures out. It's insane what they've done there. But this is back when Barrett and I were doing a show. And I can tell Barrett was doing something. And, and it looks like Bruno's cousin says Barrett was singing. But Brooksy used to jump like he would get up. He'd get hot. He'd stand up. He'd do right. the show standing up. That's like John Marks used to do that, too. Yeah, well, that I think was just to stay awake at five thirty in the morning. But yes, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Marx is funny because he'd sometimes do the show slumped down, where yep. all, the only thing above the the table was his head. What? And then uh, yeah, he'd sit so low in the chair sometimes. It looks like he was falling asleep, and then other times he'd be standing up screaming. Well, hey, at least I'm not looking at um, you know dirty material on my phone like right. some people. Oh yeah. <laughs> Wait a second. On the phone or on on the computer? 
That too. Yeah, that too. Yeah. I was gonna say, you know, those firewalls yeah. are are good for like gambling and fantasy. I remember, like, I couldn't get on a fantasy site, but uh, unknown or unnamed host could sit there and watch porn the entire time they're doing a radio show. It's right, former, right, former right. eagle you're talking about, right? Jockeying phone calls while yeah. looking at porn. How difficult is that? You're talking about a former eagle, right? May I, I yeah. I think yeah. you are. Unnamed. <laughs> yeah, I think I know who you're talking about. I'm just saying, you yeah. know. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Not ashamed of it either. Not ashamed Tank. of it. <laughs> <laughs> at least he was looking up good porn. No. <laughs> I mean, at least, at least I know that for a fact, that he was... This wasn't like some weird random shit that you'd see on there. Like he, mm-hmm. he you know, he tracked down some real porn, man. That's a real wow. porn, not a sore tank. I don't want any shade being thrown at him. For no. That. And look, he wasn't there to lead a talk show anyway. So no, I don't. Blame Didn't him. he always work with Rob Cherry? Yeah. Was it yep. wasn't Rob kind of the driver of the show on the weekend yeah. that he worked? Yep. Yeah. Yep. yep. Man, it's amazing. <laughs> oh my goodness. We've seen it all. Seen it all. Yeah, man. Seriously. But I'll tell you the truth, man. They they've got to play him, man. You know, they've got to. You know, if 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 not for you know what they saw today. Right. You know, they gotta pick up on it, man. It's it's it's, it's no way that you can go. And you know, is we need to really evaluate. Who's going to go in and, and, and be the, the second-team quarterback? Boy, I don't know if they have one, man. Because Nick Mullins can't play football, and Joe Flacco, I, I just... Yeah, what, what happened to Mullins? He's terrible. I mean, not that he was ever great by any well, stretch, but he looked serviceable when he yeah. was with Shanahan and the Niners. Right. right. But that's the reason why they just let him go. They just let him go. Hmm. They didn't even want to bring him back. We should have known then. Well, you know, you know who's out there now. Sudfeld's out there. Well, we don't want that either. No, I'm saying like we basically swapped third string quarterbacks. Right. <laughs> so Dick He Vermeer. looked horrible too. He looked just like where he left off in that game, the last game against Washington. Oh, really? I didn't he see looked any ex- of that. He looked exactly the same way. Stuff happened. He fumbled, um, yeah. fumbled, snap, you name it, bro. He, he looked bad. He looked really bad. According to this, um, Paul Domowich piece. Dick Vermeil is one of seven head coaching finalists for the 2022 Hall of Fame class. Wow. You think Dick Vermeil's a, a Hall of Famer? Got a uh, Super Bowl. Yeah, went to another. Super, yeah. Went to another. All right. Why is well, respect here? Why wouldn't he be? Well, I mean, it's taken this long. So a lot of times when that happens, it's like there's there's a sentiment that he's just not quite good enough i mean the other finalists are mike holmgren who's won one and lost one dan reeves who's one went two. to a bunch 
But never won. Oh, no, never won. Right. No, he never won. But That's he never won. Reeves yeah. wasn't the coach. That was Shanahan Correct. Uh, when when they won. Correct. Yeah. Uh, Marty Schottenheimer, like the king of you know the 13 to 10 game, never won in the playoffs. I can't enough. put him in before anybody else you mentioned. No, I agree. He's a regular season star. Don Coriel. Not Don Corleone. <laughs> and a couple of guys I never heard of. Hmm. Buddy was that the, Parker. Um, was that the Chargers' first head coach? Not their first, but he was okay. he was there when Fouts was there, and they had right. that great offense. Yep, with Stan. Kellen Winslow and yeah. Jefferson, Lance and, Allworth. Yeah, yeah. Okay. well, yeah, that, that Lance Allworth's an old timer. Yeah, that's he's an AFL guy. Oh, okay, that was before Coriel. Gee, Coriel, I think was the guy where Gibbs got his start when he was at San Diego State. Absolutely, he's one yeah. started that that offense trying to push the ball down the field. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. big plays. Man, that's something. I didn't realize that he was. How long has Vermeil been up for this? Um. Uh, let's see. Doesn't say in here. Like this isn't his first time up, right? I wouldn't think so. Okay. Just curious. Because Harold Carmichael, of course, just got in, so he brought up the fact that Vermeil needs to be, needs to be in. Wow. Okay. He's a finalist this year. I don't know if he's ever been a finalist before. That's that's what. Okay, that's what I was trying to figure out. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think he. I I think we would have heard about that before. I see you. Uh, I see you talking about this. That that um, milk crate. Yeah, Shower. what is this milk oh, crate? Hell, yeah, you better invest in milk crates right now if you haven't. <laughs> that's, that stock is gonna. Sh- if you can find somebody publicly trading milk crates on stock, oh my God. just go ahead. Why not take advantage of people being stupid? That's what this country was built off from an economic <laughs> standpoint. And people are really going crazy over this milk crate contest, milk crate challenge. Yeah, I never got what? involved in any of that stuff. Me neither, bro. Me neither, man. Look, you know, what's coming next is like adding for charity to justify it, right? Like if you yeah. just saw the ice bath challenge, ice bucket challenge, bucket, yeah, yeah. Like what's wrong with these people? But mm-hmm. they tag for charity and therefore justifies the action. Just cut a check. Just cut a check. <laughs> right. Like why won't you just cut a check? Right. Why do I have to do this stupid nonsense? I'll Seriously. just give you some money. Right. <laughs> Go away. Right. <laughs> Oh, Utterly man. ridiculous, man. We should get Barrett on the milk crate. Man, Barrett is not touching a milk crate. <laughs> now, well, what did you what did you uh-uh. think of Trevor Lawrence last night? Uh it, it, you know, it's hard to tell because I just don't know. I just don't know what Urban Meyer is doing. Mm-hmm. They ran some bad plays. Well, at least they're moving them around. Yeah, they are. They are. He got hit a bunch. Yeah. He got rocked. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Home loans that fit your life. Rocket Can. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry May. All right, second hour here, we'll have our buddy Ron Culver in the house. Next segment or two. and then Doing a fake news? Yeah. Yeah. Get one in this week. And then also we have... Matt O'Leary, who's going to join us at 1240 
to talk about the Jets and Eagles joint practice. I mean, he's probably thinking to himself, like, man, these guys, I thought only Jets fans wanted to hear about the Jets. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, it is, this is kind of unique, though, with the Jets, this because they play them in the regular season, too, some, yeah. uh, at some point. And look, I, I know that we'll make fun of Barrett as the better Zach Wilson plays and all, but there is a sense I, I get, and maybe this is just preseason standing over the golf ball too long before you hit it, but there is a sense, even from national people, that there's just a different feel to this Jets team this year. I don't know if it's mm. Salah. I don't know if it's that they have some hope at the quarterback position, uh, youth at the running backs. I don't know what it is, but it feels like it's not just the same old Jets. Now, look, that team could win six games and still be at the bottom of this division, but maybe moving in a different direction, I guess, would be the only thing. No, they're still going to be bad. <laughs> they're still going to be the Jets. I mean, come on, man. Yeah, but you don't think this quarterback looks uh, gives them reason for you know major hope? Yeah, but they now you know what I, I just I just don't see the Jets. I mean, that's one of those things when I look at when I look at the schedule. Mm-hmm. I just always see the Jets as as a win. <laughs> uh, They're still the Jets, man. That's the thing you're gonna have to get over that. Wow. Well, we'll see. We'll see. At yeah. some point, you know, yeah. that, like it happened with the Browns still. Right. You know, right, where they're no right. longer your grandpa's Browns. Look, yeah. you're right. That's that's definitely something where I think, boy, I don't know now. How what's what's the ceiling for the Jets this year? Beat out I tell you, Buffalo is not going to be as good as they were last year. You don't think so? No, I, think I, so. I, I saw a couple of stats from the PGF. They were in a lot of close games, like less than one score games. Mm-hmm. Just things worked out for them that's hard to sustain. Not to say they're not going to make the playoffs, all this other stuff, but I don't think they run away with it. All right, we're back in three. Be interesting to see how that plays out. That's all That's all I'm saying. Just interesting to see how this plays out. Well, I mean, they did bring in some weapons for, uh, you know, for, for Zach Wilson. You know, Corey Davis. Yeah, you know, it's a nice signing. He he looked he looked like Superman out there, and you know no matter how much we don't like Denzel Memes, you know he's still going to be a really good player. I mean, it's, it, it, at six what, was it six five? Why don't receiver. we like him? Remember, he, yeah, we didn't pick him up in the oh, second round. Yeah, from Baylor, started, right? Yeah, yeah, he started yeah. mouthing off about you know he, the Philly was dirty and he didn't uh, want to come here anyway. Uh, oh, yeah, and all I, I do stuff. remember. I do. Yeah, remember. so yeah. And plus, he got, he has a pretty good offensive line around him, man. I mean, oh, George yeah. Fant from from Seattle, you know, he yeah. he locks down the right tackle position. Yep. And by Kai Beckton, Beckton, yeah, Baldy loves him. Love him. He's a, yeah. he's a he loves huge Beckton. dude, man. Uh, is that it? Oh yeah. Yep. All you of know. the guys. Yeah. <laughs> Elijah Vera Tucker was a draft pick. Yep. From USC, really good. right? He's a guard this year. Yeah. He was that guy that everybody said was the most polished offensive lineman, you know, and could play guard and tackle. I mean, they have um, Morgan 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 Moses on the bench. Right. You know, he was, he started uh, he was with for the Washington, Washington football yeah. team for years. Yeah. You know, out of Virginia. Right. Yeah. So, you know, and then running back position, they got, you know, Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman. You know, Michael P. Ryan. Remember Tyrone him? Johnson is on that team. P. Ryan. Yep. Yeah. P. Ryan was from Oklahoma. You know, he he's, he's a right. pretty good back. So you know, is that, then, is that the one from Oklahoma or Florida? Because there was also a P run at Florida. I think that's he's the, one the one from Florida. Is it? Let me yeah, see. Yeah, Lamichael is Florida. 
Oh, who's the other? Samaj P. Ron. Samaj P. Yeah, yeah, Samaj Ron. Yeah, that's right. He that's was the right. Oklahoma kid. Okay. That's right. He's from yeah. Florida. That's right. But he was good also. Yeah. 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 He was good also. Right. No, that's true. Well, there's a screenshot. I don't know if this is real. I just saw this as I was trying to find more. There's a screenshot of somebody ordering seven hundred and three dollars worth of McDonald's. What? Yeah. What at the drive-through or something? Yeah. Four medium high C orange lava burst. You know those bills you see, like uh, the big ticket bill at the end where somebody's like, or usually in the NFL, right? Yeah. Barrett goes out and eats on some rookie's dime. And it's like and credit it's like, card roulette. You know, yes. one guy gets stuck with this gigantic $18,000 dinner. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> some person ordered four medium high C orange lava burst. That comes to $4. One medium diet comes to $1. 33 senior sprites which comes to $26.40. Two medium Dr. Peppers, which comes to $2. One cheeseburger, which comes to $1.59. One medium Sprite, a dollar. Quarter cheese deluxe sandwich is $5.59. And a bag, they're char- or a small coffee, pardon me, is a dollar. So the big ticket item is 84 double quarter bacon and cheese. Wow. Wow. 84. Now, Unless that's like a school bus showing up, right? I mean, right. what are you doing here? Seriously. Jeez. That probably was a school bus, man. You think a, so? A trip or something. It was like yeah, a field to, trip. Yeah. Right. They had to have been like that. All right. We're back. We're back. All right. We're back. Speaking of McDonald's, though, they, apparently they've run out of milkshakes in the UK. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> That's like the one place I think on the planet where McDonald's coming up at McDonald's actually improves the cuisine, mm. right? Well, they, yeah, they make they have stuff on their you know a la carte stuff on their on their menus, yeah, that you can order, um, in in in, in the UK. Quarter pounder with cheese is still staple, the, go- right? the go-to item for me when it comes to just fast food burgers. Yeah, a staple for yeah. sure. Better than the Big Mac for you? I oh yeah, I was never a Big Mac guy. Too much bread, and I didn't really dig the special sauce. Well, yeah, you a lot know of what? Carbs with that yeah. third piece of the third uh, bun. Yeah, we'll see. I I go to this. I, this is what I do. I make it a surf and turf. I, I order a fillet of fish and mm. a Big Mac, and I take two pieces of bread off the uh, the Big Mac. Oh wow! Look you at know, you. Fish and on then that? Make two pieces. Yeah, two pieces. Oh. Then you then you put it on top. Of the um and take one of the bread off the um the just the, you know the bread that doesn't have the cheese yeah. on it. What is it with you football players? That's what Baldy <laughs> used to always do with the damn chicken, the chicken uh patties, and he'd take off the bun of the hamburger and it use chicken patties as right, the you, bun. What is what it? You, yeah, and why are you eating fast food fish? You're a chef. Yeah, <laughs> like all of that, all of that crap is processed. We yes. know it's not a real cow or anything like right. that. But right. of all things like fish. Fast food fish. Even and my a, son is upset with this. And you're a fisherman. Right. And it's, Who it's, knows it's, the, the taste of quality fish. But you take that, it tastes pretty good, man. You know what I mean? I mean, you got the, you know, you got the two pieces and the special sauce and, and tartar sauce together. Yeah. And you got the two pieces of, of, of meat are the buns. Yeah. That's, that's an all-star tandem right there. <laughs> that, that special sauce well, look, with ketchup what a, and mayonnaise wasn't it right 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 yeah but but, but look but then i get a diet coke oh yeah right, uh, right 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 small diet coke right right small coke oh right. yeah and then they yeah. see your big six foot three three yeah. the ass they get like 
Small coke right. who for? Yeah. <laughs> With two apple pies. Yeah. Hey, Greg, did you ever pull this move? This is this is a fat guy move at the drive-thru. You ever pull this one? You you show up. Yeah, I'll take a number three with cheese and a Coke. Okay, is that it? Uh, you want something else? You sure? Okay, yeah, well, put on another uh, cheeseburger and a uh, six-piece nugget. Knowing damn well there's nobody in your car. <laughs> but you have to justify it to the driver. <laughs> Hold on a second. Do you, you want a soda with that too? Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll take another number three with cheese and also a small Coke. Look, I just go with it. I just go with it, man. I just order, but then when I pull up, they go like this. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yeah. It makes perfect oh. sense now. Look right. at this dude. Unbelievable. Oh. Oh. Now I'm now I'm hungry. If I was at the other station now, we I would go on the air and call out for somebody to to bring some McDonald's by the station. Yeah. Well, yeah. did they used to do that? Oh yeah. Or whatever else. They do that for yeah. pizza. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. I had a shameless, yep. shameless. <laughs> Anthony, but yeah, you come with the double, the double apple pies. Mastered that, yeah. The diet coke. <laughs> you know, I could, I could use a slice of pizza. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and look, I loved it because I worked with him in the mornings, and I, I, he was like totally anti-breakfast. I was kind of walking the line where if somebody dropped off a, a nice fresh cheese pizza at nine a.m., I'm, mm -hmm. I'm eating it. Well, yeah, he's anti-egg. Correct, which yeah. is basically a staple in breakfast. Right, right, right. right. So, well, no, that was awesome. I, I used to love that. And and sometimes I would even push it. Sometimes then, I'd be like, hey, Aunt, you hungry? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have it at the tray, <laughs> of, the tray of primos. Oh, my you God. You know when that would come in? Well, the, oh, best, the best is – so look at this. The best that is, tray of primos. Oof. Yeah. So I remember – this is awesome because it, it helped me out, but I know it just pissed the hell out of Harry and Jason off. But – Anthony would come in like he'd get a bunch of primos or whatever from the night before and he would have leftover hoagies. In some cases, it would be hoagies that, you know, he and the family didn't get to. So as a nice gesture, Anthony would bring in the hoagies from last night. But the one thing you could not remove from the studio was the strong stench of onion. Oh, yeah. So yeah. here we are. We're done with the show. And yeah, I mean, sometimes I'd eat that at like 630. So I just yeah. went through the show, onions and everything. And right. here comes Martinez and Mays. Yeah. Do the <laughs> midday show. Oh, man, I tell you, Harry, this place oh, It stunk. And there was leftover, you know, sandwich on the tray. And then there would be all the dust from the barbecue potato <laughs> chips that Anthony required. He would eat an entire bag of barbecue hers potato chips. And there'd be that orange dust all over your work area. Yeah. That's awesome. Like the Cheetos. Yeah, the Cheetos dust. Oh, uh, then you had look, look, then you'd have the the, the lettuce, <laughs> the yeah. couple pieces of lettuce. Shredded lettuce, lettuce like yeah. laying all over the place. Oh, oh it's yeah. amazing, man. Yeah. Amazing. I do not miss that. I do not miss that. Well, hey, how about the other station? It was horrible working there, man, because you gain about 50 pounds, man, going there because yeah. all that, you know, the tasty cake stands yeah, sitting right, right there. You know, Except so that Big was Daddy Graham used to steal them. So right. when I was in there at night, there wouldn't be any. So I had to eat from the vending machine. Oh wow, which is even worse. And they, they, I remember one time they got rid of the big cookie, and they replaced it with veggie sticks. Oh, I love <laughs> veggie sticks. But you don't take out the big cookie. Yeah. And I mean, like that's what it was called, Harry. It was called the, the big, big cookie. cookie. Yeah, you don't take that out and replace it with veggie sticks. Take out a stick of gum or some mint. Not Anthony's aunt cookie. Oh, no, no, aunt no. Cookie. Yeah. 
Cookie. And I, now I also I had a my grandmother's nickname was Sookie. Oh, you yeah. Ever, you ever hear that? Sookie. Sookie? Yeah. yeah. Not Snooky. Yes. Cookie Sookie. No, Snooky from <laughs> the Snooky from the, from the Jersey the shore. shore. Yeah. yeah. Now, Jackson Avian points out King of Queens classic episode. Doug stuck in the drive through. Yeah. What? So that's where I forget which one it is, but there are two. There are two instances where he's at the drive through. Um, but that's yes. So what happens is he they're at home and they're eating Chinese food. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the meal, they're like, really, a fortune cookie? And I remember I, I forget who it is. It might be Carrier Doug says, you know, Chinese have great food, but they really drop the ball on desserts. And true. Yeah, a good point. Now, could you put some chocolate or something on this? And she's like, oh, I would. You know what? I could go for now. One of these frozen fudgy blasts or whatever it is. Okay. So he goes to the local, it's like a Dairy Queen kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. So he goes to one of these, and it has like you know the. the you remember that Bob's Big Boy face? Yeah. It, sure. That's what it looks like in the drive-through, right? He comes up, and it's a, a very famous like character actor, Fred on Seinfeld. He's been on some other stuff as well. He's like, can I take your order? And he's like, yeah, you know, I want this and that. He's like, uh, you know, while you're at it, let me throw a number three on. And he goes, okay, a number three. And he goes, does the number three have curly fries? And the guy says, no, it does not. And he's like, all right, well, give me a number four. So then the, the guy says, okay, cancel the number three and give you a four. And Doug says, when did you hear cancel, my friend? <laughs> so then his car gets stuck. So he's getting a three and a four. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. When did you hear cancel, my friend? <laughs> So yeah, his car gets stuck there, and he has to buy a new car. It's a big thing. But yeah, he's him at the drive-through with something else. Oh man! Hey, so you guys hear anything? I was, I was um, Adam on the stream saying that they might be looking at Garner Minshew to come in and back up Hurts. No, really? I haven't heard that. Have you? No. Someone said that. Well, Adam said they said that. I don't know. We don't need a Garner Minshew though. Not at all. It's kind of a character. <laughs> You know, he's, he'd probably be more interesting to cover than Joe Flacco with all with all due respect to Joe. You know? He, he, he's a character. Yeah, he is. That's right. You know, the with big the mustache. Yeah, yeah, the mustache. Wearing, wearing jorts, cut-off jean shorts. Yeah. Is that still a thing for him? That's I know classic. the mustache is, but is, like, everything else still a thing? Or did I think, he kind of fade I, out? I think once you do it once, it's always your thing. Yeah. Really? Yeah, but, yeah. but are you, you can't get rid of it? Right. Like, I can't erase it from my brain. Right. From my brain. <laughs> if that's how you want to associate him. Yeah. No, yep, no, no argument. You, hold on. Hold on. You, you're a fine one to talk. I can't even look at Chicago Bears football anymore because I see the Good. eyebrows now. Right. Good. <laughs> Apparently, and, and you know, he's, he's grown a goatee too. So he's trying to change up his look so that you don't just focus on the eyebrows. <laughs> Yeah. Did you notice that? Yes, because yeah. his eyebrow matches the the uh, the orange in his his jersey. Yeah. <laughs> the carpets match the drapes. Yep. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> oh my goodness! Man. But Justin Fields needs to start the season, man. Well, he's he really on does. Saturday. We do yeah. know that. Yeah. Yeah, right. man. But I don't know, man. You know, it's you kind of rushing them in. May, but you know what he does have a, a, a great defense to fall back on. Mm-hmm. So you know that puts him in a better perspective. I mean, their offensive line sucks. I mean, this offensive line is really bad, and I think that's why they're starting him because the line that he had in front of him, they yeah. almost got him killed. 
decapitated. Just kind of surprising since Nagy is an Andy Reid guy. Right. You know, you would think that there would be that that focus on drafting quality linemen. Maybe they, they maybe let they linemen just, go. Maybe they thought they were, and they yeah. just drafted the wrong guys. Well, they, they let um, what's the name Lino Lino go. He went to the Washington Football Team. He was starting there for years. So I don't know, man. I mean, Montgomery, really good running back, but yeah. if your offensive line sucks, it doesn't matter. Cohen, yeah. <laughs> Tariq Cohen. Yeah. Yeah. So that they, Well, Montgomery Cohen, I thought was out. Isn't Cohen on the Jets now? He's still on the Bears depth chart, according to what yeah, I'm seeing on, here. Yeah, he's still there. Oh, I thought he yeah. I thought who who am I thinking of that's on the Jets? That's a Cohen clone. Uh, you talking about uh, with the Jets? Yeah. Mm. I don't know. That's LaMichael. Oh, yeah, Tevin Coleman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Tevin Coleman. Sorry. Well, he came yeah, from Atlanta, right? Atlanta, then he went to yeah. the 49ers, and then he right. followed uh, He followed the head coach right. to the Jets. Yes, absolutely. Salah to yep. the Jets. All right, we got to take a quick one here. We'll get fake news up. Matt O'Leary is going to join us at 1240. Busy final 35 minutes of the show, all here on The Middle. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Welcome to the Wildwoods, the perfect place where you can safely do everything or nothing at all. Catch a wave, take a nap, go for a drive, grab a bite. It's your vacation, and we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one. The Wildwoods, your vacation, your way. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. This is a key. 
It's a family tree. It's a pair of wings. It's a secret handshake. And a ticket to anywhere in the world. It's more than a uniform. It's the door to a world most people only dream of. There's strong, and then there's army strong. Try it on at GoArmy.com. All right, we do this for you, for the purposes of you out there, the audience. It's not that Ron Culver is excited to end his day every day. (laughs) Dragged him into this and and he's happy and thankful enough to. That's pretty much a good representation of this segment, right, Ron? Well, happy's a stretch. Well, you just want, yeah. just want to make me. He wants to make me look bad. That's what it is. Double N, you're still my guy, but you always want me to look bad, bro. Not really. Well, <laughs> that, that surf and surf sandwich you were talking. Yeah, about that, that did a lot. House, yeah. You said that on your own. Thank you. <laughs> we need a before we get out of here. Get out of here. We need a promo of that. Just so please, like the mere fact that I call it surf and surf, right? Why not just like you know a full minute of someone just throwing up? Yeah, we should just add that sound effect as Barrett's talking. Yeah, this wrecked sound. And and I call it a surf and turf, man. And you know, like it's like like it's fine dining, right? Like you know, you get a surf and turf at at at, you know that's lobster and filet. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Capital Grill, (laughs) not a McDonald's. (laughs) Part surf and what part? What part is turf? It's the same. Oh my goodness! I just want to, you know, get you guys, put you guys up on yeah. some fine cuisine, bro. Can I just say something really quick before we hit fake news? This quote just came out, so we can talk a little bit more about it. Matthew O'Leary is going to join us as well, but Hertz said that he would have played Thursday night if it were a regular season game. Hmm. He went to the hospital, right? Like, like so did he? Did he have stomach pain or not? Well, that's what I'm saying. If yeah. he would have played Thursday night, then that's not an injury that's serious to go to right. the hospital. But right. he went to the hospital, so that's just nonsense. Right. He wouldn't have played in a regular season game. He went to the hospital. Sorry. Bye, Ron. All right. You guys ready? Yeah. Yes. So I got three stories, two are real, one is fake. Here we go. A new Bigfoot sighting on Michigan's Cass River. As experts baffled, as many are calling it the most definitive proof that Sasquatch is real. In Michigan. In Michigan. Okay. Believable. It's that time is of it? year for Bigfoot sightings, isn't it? Yeah, but we see them all the time, <laughs> right? What? Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, yeah, and if people are out hiking in the summer and then and they think they see Bigfoot, you know? I mean, what, are shrooms in full bloom then? Right, exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah, they're connecting with nature before the kids got to go back to school. Right, All of a sudden, okay. there goes Bigfoot. And where was this specifically? Do we know? In Michigan. No, oh, I know, but like, you know, Saginaw. I don't know where the Coss River is. The Coss River. I don't want to look it up because then the story might. Right, right. Is that in the UP? No. I'm not sure. Okay. Well, I, I like Harry's logic, is which is. Is that Youpers? Youpers. Yeah. All right. Like Tom Izzo's a Youper. Not Yepers. No. 
Okay. <laughs> don't don't listen to anybody who says yes in the form of yeppers. That's a really big red flag right there to stay away or, from that. Uh, yeah. Make sure it's yeppers. Yippers. Now, yeah. yippers is what yeah. we used to call yeah. people yeah. who were too coked out at Gettysburg. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, what's story two? Dieting on some five Donald Surf and Turf. Yes. Uh, story number two. Everyone knows that Area 51 is where alien experiments have taken place, but one reporter has uncovered that the real alien site was never there, but in the badlands of North Dakota. Hmm. Well, it would make sense, right, that if something is ridiculous and serious and any other word you want to use to describe it where like our wouldn't it make sense that the government would secretly hide the real hub for alien contact as opposed to the one that everybody knows the commercialized just hub. Exactly. right there yeah what the a only- great distraction that is which is hey everything that we know about aliens is at this public place well, that's it's it good in. logic by you however i noticed a flaw in that Uh-oh. presentation let's hear it the Badlands are not in North Dakota. They're in South Dakota. Wow. Because mm-hmm. I was there. <laughs> so is that is that something that's correctable in this story? Or is that, did, do we just end the segment right now? No, I mean, is, is, is that the indicator that this is the fake story? Well, Ryan won't tip his hand just yet. But I like your logic so far. Unless story three is like blatantly, obviously false, in which yeah. you know we've heard it and we know it to be false, I think you might be onto something. All right. All right. Story number three. Yeah. One man from Ireland believes to have video proof of the Loch Ness monster, which has been confirmed by the official Loch Ness monster sightings register. Wait, I thought we've had Loch Ness monsters before in this segment, right? This isn't the first Loch Ness story. And- and Loch Ness is in Scotland, not Ireland. Well, but everybody, like, <laughs> just because it's in Scotland doesn't mean that people from a neighboring country are trying to seek it out, right? Oh, okay. All like, right. I think people from all around the world are coming to Loch Ness to try and find yeah. that. Why not just drain the damn pool? Right. Drain How the swamp. Seriously. Drain the swamp. That's a hell of a platform to run if you're in Loch Ness, right? <laughs> Next mayor for Loch Ness. I'm draining the swamp. Right. You're getting rid of all these old guard politicians? No, we're no. fighting that damn monster <laughs> once and for all. <laughs> all right. So I, I think based off of Harry's – well, now – okay, but hold on a second. You you mentioned that I don't think it's a fallacy in story three because of how close the proximity is, right? So, damn, I think – as much as I would say story one, I think I have to roll with May's logic on story two now. I think I got to roll with it also. We're going two? Yeah, but I, I I need proof on the one being true, though. Yeah, give us and, one. I'm sorry. And, and and number three, if they are true. So I'm going two. I'm going two being the, the, the fake, fake one. What's one again, real quick? One is Bigfoot. Bigfoot, Bigfoot right. in Michigan. The aliens, three is Loch Ness. So there's the theme, by the there's way. There's the theme, yeah. Uh, boy, I don't know, man. Like the Badlands thing is something I can't get over. But my outside of the Badlands error, I feel like two was a lock to be true. Hmm. So now I am. All right. Well, Bigfoot, it, it's Bigfoot season right mm-hmm. about now. Shroom season. Right. <laughs> Loch Ness, I feel like it's been brought up a couple of times recently in these segments. So all right, I'll roll with Harry on, on story two. Barrett? Two. Okay. See, I was, you know, here's here's the truth, right? I know a couple of you guys don't travel that much outside mm-hmm. of, you know, Pennsylvania. 
So I figured it would might be kind of safe to go ahead and say Badlands of North Dakota, thinking you guys have heard of Badlands and you've heard of the state of North Dakota. I was assuming you've heard of North Dakota. Sure. But you guys are all absolutely 100% correct. That Carson Wentz is from North Dakota. The Badlands are in South Dakota. They are. Yeah. Now, I was also, I could, that could be a true story. I have no idea. Based on your logic about, yeah, you'll be a great distraction to say, hey, everyone look at Area 51 when the real experiments and the real right, right. is up in North Dakota. That could be true. I just don't have definitive proof of that. But I'll go ahead and I'll send you guys the uh, the news articles with Bigfoot, the new video footage, which is like four and a half seconds long of uh, Bigfoot and uh, Loch Ness. It's a little bit long, but, you know, it's, I guess if you're into that thing, worth a watch. Oh, I'm into it now. I'm yeah. into it now. I'm going to be researching this when we're done. Yeah, I got to research this. Yeah, you you love that sort of thing, Barry. Right. Yeah, it's all over. Rabbit hole the next three hours. Exactly. You're missing some sort of meeting or no wonder why Fadul can't get in right. YouTube <laughs> rabbit holes. Yeah, he's he's watching Bigfoot rabbit holes on YouTube and yeah. Watch the stream at the same time. Right. Well, he he'll do it after the show. Right. Well, see, I'm 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 on it now, man. So, I mean, I remember I can remember watching uh what's that um this not the Sixth Sense but um. The movie with the aliens, M. Night Shyamalan movie with the aliens. Oh, signs, signs. signs. Yeah. So when they when when they were he was in the, they were in the closet. Yeah. And I then mean, um, and was then, that jo Joaquin Phoenix's movie? Yeah. 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 And then they see it was actually Joaquin Phoenix is the guy that I'm looking at. He's at and the he sees the hat. picture and he sees the alien go by and he goes. Oh. <laughs> he's, like, he's like scared. Like oh. that was like the best part of the movie right there. Him oh, being man. scared, man. <laughs> All right, now I saw this on the stream before we go to break. Muhammad Malik pointed this out, and I verified it. Elliot Shore Parks tweeted a half hour ago that the Eagles won the day versus the Jets. They're now 3-0 and in joint practices. Oh, my what? God. Yeah. Are we sure <laughs> See, that he's part of the problem? Seriously, are we sure that there's no Eagle right now who's in a gang that needs to be outed? Right. That's his M.O. Oh. Back three with Mo Leary. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Welcome to the Wildwoods, the perfect place where you can safely do everything or nothing at all. Catch a wave, take a nap, go for a drive, grab a bite. It's your vacation, and we're doing everything we can to make it a safe one. The Wildwoods, your vacation your way. 
The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. This is a key. It's a family tree. It's a pair of wings. It's a secret handshake. And a ticket to anywhere in the world. It's more than a uniform. It's the door to a world most people only dream of. There's strong, and then there's army strong. Try it on at GoArmy.com. We are back across the board here on Sports Map Radio. Whoops. I think I'd be able to get this done by now. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry May. It's always nice to screw that up with a guest because you only have the first time to make a first impression. And poor Matt O'Leary's like, what the hell did I just walk into? The guy can't even get the rejoin right over the damn verbiage all right so let's get matt up here as you can see on the jacob media youtube stream you'll hear on sports map radio and you can follow matt at matt o'leary ny covers the islanders for eyes on isles covers the jets on youtube and hosts the just jets podcast matt we appreciate you brother thanks for joining us man anytime guys excited to be on thank you awesome well how did I, I tell you what, Harry? I know you were talking about winning the day and everything there with with practices and all. What? Yeah. yeah. What? Let's just look at this from a big picture because we've kept our eye on this team from Zach Wilson to new head coach and everything that usually comes with the Jets year in and year out. But I don't know. On the outside, it, it kind of feels like there's a different vibe to this year's Jets team, and I'm sure you've said that in years prior. But I don't know. It feels like it may stick this time around, Matt. Yeah, it really is that way. Just because when you look at the culture that Robert Sala is bringing in here, uh, coming from the 49ers, and you have a rookie quarterback in Zach Wilson that a lot of people are excited about, and you have you know a, a rookie wide receiver in Elijah Moore that is also drawing a lot of hype. And I, I don't know, it just for the first time in a long time, it feels like with Joe Douglas and Robert Sala and Zach Wilson kind of all on the same timeline here, things actually makes sense at the at those three very important positions which uh they really haven't aligned like that in a very long time well that being said and i agree with you what are the reasonable expectations up at florham park for this season 
Um, I don't think anyone's expecting this team to be like a playoff team or anything like that, but I think it's going to be used as a building block year and an evaluation year, kind of seeing like, okay, who's a long-term piece on this team, which one of the young guys is going to be here for the long term. And the position where I see that the most, I think, is corner. They're really young at that position, uh, and they elected not to bring in a veteran, and they're going to let younger guys like Bryce Hall, Bless Austin, Javelin Gidry, and some other guys they drafted this year, you know, battle it out. And, you know, some weeks they might get beat up pretty bad, and some teams will, you know, throw a ton on them. But um, it's all part of the learning curve, and I think, you know, the evaluation is really what's going to be big for this year. At this point, you know, Joe Douglas has shown that he can bring some guys in, you know, going out and acquiring uh, Corey Davis. And, you know, you look at what he's done, the quarterback position with Zach Wilson. You guys are pretty comfortable with him now, and, you know, we we shouldn't have let him go. <laughs> would, would you say that? <laughs> I, I agree. I'm a big Joe Douglas guy. I, I think he's done a lot of really good here. For example, the, the Jamal Adams trade, I think that's a player who clearly didn't want to wow. be here. Yeah. A lot of capital, too. Exactly. Yeah. And being able to get back what he did was really impressive. And even with the Donald trade, I thought he got pretty good value for Sam at that point, too. Uh, so he's really building this thing up through the draft, which I think is the right way to do it when you know a team like the Jets have been this bad for as long as they have. So I'm really excited about this team's future. That's Newsom, you know, he got that from Newsom, bringing his own guys in and and and, and coaching them. Yeah, without a doubt, you could you could totally see that rubbing off on him from his time with the Ravens and his time with the Eagles and kind of, you know, building it up the right way and through the draft. He's not, you know, the kind of GM like, you know, the Jets just had in Mike McCagden who's going to put a Band-Aid on and spend crazy amounts of money in free agency every year. That's just not how they're going to do things. The start of the season, if you look at first three, I know the Titans come to town to start October. So it, and look, I don't know what the Patriots are, but is there at least some feel where if Zach Wilson continues to show signs of being competent and better, that this team could actually go out and beat a couple of teams in some turmoil as well, trying to improve their status and maybe get one over the Jets. Look, I, I know that there's always the homer. We deal with it in Philadelphia, right? People are telling us this team is not going to win more than five or six games, and you still have people betting the that they're going to win ten and a half and, and make the Super Bowl again. All the craziness that comes with homer fans. I understand that. But is there at least, based off what you've seen, Matt, from Zach Wilson, a realistic pathway to the Jets starting out at least two and one to open up the season? Yeah, I really think so. I don't think that's a, a crazy take at all. You look at their first three weeks, they're playing against a team in the, in the Panthers and then the Patriots and the Broncos. And with the Patriots and the Broncos, their, their defenses have been pretty solid, but there's a lot of question marks at the quarterback position. Um, and, and I think week one is a very winnable game for them, even though it's on the road against the, the Panthers. That offensive line for Carolina's really struggled and the Jets front four is the strong suit on this team, even without Carl Lawson losing him to injury, but you still have guys like Quinn and Williams and John Franklin Myers and Sheldon Rankins. Like it's still a really deep unit. So I think they're going to be able to get after the quarterback. And if they create some turnovers because of that, then I think they will be in each one of those games. And I don't think it's really that crazy at all to say they can start two and one. Well, I know you're not out there today, but I'm sure you've been keeping track uh, on Twitter and so forth. Can you do you confirm that the Eagles won the practice today? In fact, the Jets lost practice today. <laughs> oh boy, I, I hate reading into so much of that stuff. It, it, it gets 
yeah, yeah. it gets a little ridiculous out yeah. there. But, you know, I do like that they've been practicing against like the, the Eagles this week or the Packers last week. I think it's good for the competition and stuff like that. But I'm with you guys. I hate yeah. reading into who won the day. And stuff yeah, like that. that was a bit sarcastic for me. As you can tell. <laughs> but, yeah. now, but seriously, do you think Zach Wilson plays Friday night? And if so, how much do you think he gets? Yeah, I, I think he's going to play um, in the second preseason game. He got a little less than a half. So I don't know. With the three preseason games, it, it's hard to kind of judge. Usually in years gone by when they play four, the third game was always like the tune-up one, and they get like, you know, a half or a little mm-hmm. bit more than that. So, you know, as a rookie, I if it were up to me, I would want to see him a little bit more, get him comfortable. I think he's looked good in his six series that he's had so far. So I'd like to continue that momentum. So I, I'd expect him around the half again, I think. Well, you know, looking at him, you know, I had him ranked as my number four uh, quarterback in the draft and you guys jumped up and get him uh and you know the number two quarterback in this draft but you know his skill set I didn't know if he could make that transition to being a drop back quarterback as opposed to him running around like they used to but it seems as though they're running the offense it's more conducive to his skill set a lot of boot protections you know the moving around in a pocket you know with this offensive coordinator man you know how how are they going to get him you know with Michael Floor how are they going to get him acclimate are they going to try to you know put him in a system or or are you going to you know put the system around him yeah i think they're going to play to their players strong suit which is a, a welcome change because i think with adam gase it was kind of we're going to do things my way no right, matter what, right right where with this you know system with the floor yeah he's going to bring some things that he learned from studying under kyle shanahan I think we've seen it already in some of the concepts, but I don't think he's afraid to play to his player strength. And with a guy like Wilson, you said it, he's at his best when he's going off script and rolling out and making plays and using his electric arm. So I think they're going to try to utilize that this year. Would you say, since you brought up uh, Gase, uh, would would he be the worst coach in Jets history or is it uh, co-tight? It's close. Uh, I was pretty young. I was pretty young for the Kotai era, so I didn't really live through that. But right. it was just really rough with Gase because as soon as he was hired, everyone knew what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I feel so bad for Sam Darnold, man. He didn't deserve that. No, no not at all. All man. three of us here in Philly lived through the Kotai era in Philadelphia, yeah. and we would not wish that upon anybody. No. <laughs> right, right. I, I'd rather Chip Kelly come back than right. Kotai, as crazy right. as that makes sense. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> all right. But, Go ahead, Barrett. No, just, just looking at, you know, everything that you guys, you know, this season, the expectations and everything, you know, uh, with 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 the head coach, you know, how do you feel as though he's attacking this team? You know, because with our guy, he's attacking everything. You know, what's his philosophy? Do you think is, is you know, as you've seen him go about his business of being the head coach there? Yeah. So he has this phrase, all gas, no break. And he said that a, a ton uh, since coming over here, but I, I think that's kind of the mindset that he has in the, the preseason and in their in their practices it come it seems like they're coming out and they're playing at a much faster pace they're playing with a purpose and this team you know actually has an identity which is on defense they're gonna get after the quarterback and they're gonna try to wreak havoc that way and offensively they're gonna you know they're gonna try to run the ball but they'll set up the pass off the run and um, you know, I think they've really attacked it in an aggressive way. And I just, when I think of Robert Sala, I think of aggressive coaching and forward thinking, which is, a, a, again, a welcome sign here. 
I, I want to spritz though. <laughs> no, no, that's no, no, true. not like the other guy. Right. I, I want to follow up on that with the backdrop of what Barrett said. Matt's on Twitter at Matt O'Leary and why at eyes on aisles FS, the account for eyes on aisles, also the jets on YouTube and host the just jets podcast. So we want to make sure that we get all that out from Matt, that you can follow him along for both the Islanders jets. And I know the Mets as well. I didn't want to mention <laughs> yeah. the Mets here by any oh, means, boy. but yeah. <laughs> so well, the, the NL East race is over. We can have, find solace in, in community in yes. that. But back to, to Salah, I'm, I'm curious because not just the Jets fans, but just in general up in New York, you, you do have two different coaches and you know all the stuff with Judge and running sprints and everything along those lines. Is there a concern, or maybe not, because Salah has the ear and maybe control from a personnel standpoint, but whenever you have somebody come in rightfully so, that needs to change the culture and there's a hard ass, there's always this concern that if it ain't working, guys are going to tune out. Does Salah have the backing of the infrastructure to make it known via voice and action and personnel that if you're not on for this ride, you ain't going to be here for a while? Yeah, you know, I think so. And I really think that he's had a, a very different approach from Joe Judge. Not saying that, you know, one is right over the other, but just... I think someone it was about a week ago um, in one of the press conferences after practice, they kind of someone asked, like, how come you don't have them run sprints or you're not like on the field screaming at him? And his <laughs> philosophy seems to be that we're going to work through this together. And I would rather, you know, coach these guys like the grown men that they are and kind of just go through it and, you know, in an explaining way where we're learning together instead of just, you know, being there screaming his head off. Because in his, in his mind, like what, what good is that? You know? So. Yes. <laughs> wow. So now just looking at Friday night, I know you talked about Zach Wilson. How much do you anticipate it being a real look? Because I, I don't know what to make a week three. I think a lot of us don't know what to make a week three. Earlier, week three has always been you run your starters out there at least the first half. Sometimes if yep. it's a young guy, you kind of get them just yep. as the field to come out of the tunnel, as Barrett will say. But this seems like it's either a hybrid or it's full. We're just turning this into week four. Do you expect there to be a lot of ones and twos, at least in the first half, third quarter? Or I, I think you know, from our standpoint, we don't even know if Jalen Hurts is going to play on Friday night? Yeah, from the Jets' perspective, I, I really feel like with their young roster, it would be worthwhile to get them the experience. Um, I don't really think they have the luxury to kind of like mail it in. It, almost like on, on the flip side, flip side, we were talking about uh, the Giants just a second ago. Daniel Jones hasn't really got a ton of time in the preseason. Uh, I know he's a, a year three player, but I, I would still anticipate, you know, these guys needing some more reps here. And maybe, you know, some of the veterans, maybe they don't play for as long, but the young starters who are just getting into the league, I would anticipate to see them for about a half. It's amazing. Matt, we appreciate you, brother. Yeah, man. Really. Thanks a lot, bro. You know, what, 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 yeah, yeah. We got to break on the network. So we'll keep Matt for a second. You know, he's got to recap the practice and determine who won who each won the practice. practice. Yeah. All right, so hold tight. We're back in three on the network. Go ahead, Barrett. Who's the standout player on offense? Who's the standout player on defense, as, as you've seen during this camp? Really on offense, I would have to say Elijah Moore. I, I think I know he's been getting a ton of hype, but he just he looks the part. The Jets haven't had someone that explosive probably since Santana Moss 
and that's right. going back to the early 2000s for uh wasn't he know, old miss was he yes. old miss Elijah Moore. Old, yeah old miss, miss yeah. yeah okay yeah he's he looks really really good and on the defensive side it, it was carl lawson before getting hurt but to give you another guy i would say cj mosley he, he comes back after two years out and he looks My like he hasn't, yeah he hasn't missed a beat at all he looks fantastic right awesome. right one more time at Matt O'Leary NY at Isles uh, Eyes on Isles FS is the Twitter account for Eyes on Isles the Jets YouTube the Just Jets podcast. Thanks, brother. We appreciate you, especially on show. Appreciate morning. you, man. Anytime. Thanks, Thanks guys. You got it, Matt O'Leary, with us, man. That's some good insight. Yeah, man. No question, that, man. Don't they open that new building for the Islanders? Is it this season? Ooh, the one they're building right by yeah. Belmont Park. I don't know if it's this year, but yes, they're definitely mm. building that. Yeah. Charlie Watts passed away. Drummer. The, the drummer Stone. for the Stones. Apparently yeah. he died on over the weekend and it's just coming out now. He was 80 years old. What was going on? Any was it natural? Was he dealing with health issues? I what? don't know. I mean, he, he he had a good run, man. Oh my god. I mean, yeah. Well, was he still performing with the Stones? Yeah. Like they were still performing. Okay. Mm -hmm. They all yeah. were, right? What did oh, not, well, kind of Bill, yeah. Bill Bill Wyman dropped out a while ago, the, the bass okay. player. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. I tell you that the one story that's circulating is when, and I assume this is true because it, I first saw it on a meme, but then I saw an excerpt from, I don't know if it's Rolling Stone, but apparently Mick Jagger called Charlie Watts up in the middle of the night and asked, where's my drama? <laughs> and Charlie Watts got out of bed, shaved, showered, put on a suit walked into or walked up to Mick Jagger's room, knocked on the door, punched him in the face and said, don't ever call me your bleeping drummer again. You're my singer. Wow. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> Is this that's, true? That's the story that's circulating right now. Wow. That's incredible. <laughs> he got out of bed, shaved, showered. Put on a suit. To punch Mick Jagger in the face. Now, I got to be honest. Wow. Mick Jagger is an all-timer, but he looks like he could get on people's nerves. Oh, yeah. No right? Doubt. Yeah. Like, Mick Jagger's a Hall of Famer, but yeah. that guy looks like a pain in the ass. Oh, totally. Yeah. He <laughs> loves himself some Mick Jagger. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But look, all he did was have a hot hot daughter. <laughs> what, Bianca or whatever? Yeah. Is that it, what it was? It was, it was? it was with his one wife, Bianca. Right, okay. right. They had, they had a pretty hot daughter. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> Word from Colts practice. This is Zach Kiefer. Carson Wentz lighting up the red zone session to close uh -oh. practice. Uh oh, yeah, first round, let's go, baby. They're gonna let's get pounded go. by Seattle in that first game, man. You think so? <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. Wow, I don't know, man. I don't know now. What because of Carson? Well, isn't Quentin Nelson's back in practice too, right? Yeah, they're both yes. back in yeah. practice. And look, Nelson was never really gonna miss extended time, it was more about. Carson Wentz because his I don't care about Nelson. All I care about is my first rounder. Really? No, you better care about <laughs> you need Nelson. Nelson to protect. Exactly. He's yeah, the best yeah, part yeah. in the game. Yeah. Yeah. No question about that. Wow. Man, I, kid. Amazing player. So I mistakenly one one night when I was doing the show on iHeart, I mistakenly I was talking about how I love the under and under Carson Wentz goes down. Then Nelson, it was the day that Nelson got hurt. And I wanted to pound the under win total for the Colts. But I mistakenly, as I was doing the show, you never simultaneously bet and talk. Hmm. I mistakenly went over. Oh, boy. So, and they wouldn't let me cash out. So I'm stuck with this damn over bet for the Colts. And I'm kind of just hoping that it hits <laughs> just because it's a bet. It's and it, hit, would also help, it would also help us, right? It's going to hit. 
let's go ahead. What is the number again? I have to find it here. It's on DK, and I have nine a, and a half. It was nine and a half. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I thought, oh yeah, Nelson. Yeah. Uh, I still think well, with them healthy, that it's a struggle for them to get there. Well, think about this though. They play the Jaguars and the Texans twice. That's four. <laughs> that's four wins. So you're almost halfway there. I could. You know, uh, and you know what you say after you say that. Division. You know what you say after you say that. What? Ah, da, da. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> now, Jacksonville's got a defense, man, and they can keep that team in the game. No, they can't. They can't. Now they're, they're not going to score. Well, they're who are the Trevor? They're going to score. They don't have anybody. They don't have. They tie T. Y. Hilton disappeared, and he had Philip Rivers throwing him the football, who was better last year than Wentz. Uh, he's he was, he was hurt. He was hurt for a little while, too. Not, not for a lot, though. When he was out there, he disappeared. How many games did he miss? I, I think he missed some of the crucial ones down the stretch, though. Right, I right. When he was out there, he was bad. He was hard. Uh, well, I mean, Rivers, Rivers can't really get the ball down the field at that point in his career, though. He was right. targeted 90. Oh, and Wentz can. He was targeted 93 Wentz times a, last Wentz year. Wentz has an arm. Not an accurate arm downfield. He could just throw it. Well, I mean, uh, he's got Michael Pittman. He's about 6'4", receiver yeah. from USC. All right, we're back tomorrow. We'll see you guys. We appreciate Peace. it. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.